0: Tina queer, no my, Hardy my. My name is Will Appleby, and you're listening to Animal Matters. Today on the show, I'm chatting with Abigail Pini, the UK executive director at Animal Equality. Animal Equality are an international animal protection organisation, and are most well known for their undercover investigations. Those investigations recently fed into a BBC Panorama documentary that aired in February, which exposed the UK's dairy industry. The documentary sparked considerable debate in the UK, thanks in large part to the damning undercover footage gathered by Animal Equality. Not only did they expose examples of cruel and illegal behavior, but it also showcased the inherently cruel farming practices that are considered normal industry standard behavior in the dairy sector. It's not often we get to hear from organizations who are on the face of investigative animal advocacy, and it was a joy to chat with Abigail. So without further ado, here is my corridor with Animal Equality's Abigail Penny. Well, Abigail, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to meet with me.
1: Gladly, likewise.
0: To start with, could you perhaps give us an overview of what it is that Animal Equality does and and the type of work that you do?
1: Yeah, of course. So uh, Animal Equality is an international animal protection organisation. We have approaching 100 colleagues, uh, nine of whom are in the UK, which is the entity that I oversee. Um, And we're in eight different countries, so dotted all around the world. Uh, We're actually an effective altruist charity, and so what that means is we try to pretty much stretch the very precious resources that uh, our donors and supporters entrust in us uh, and make sure that it goes as far as possible for animals. So we dedicate our efforts for farmed animals specifically, given the scale, the severity, and the intensity. Of their suffering. Uh, We're most known for our undercover investigations which I think is probably going to be the hot topic of today's Mm. discussion Um, and we go into sort houses and uh, undercover into factory farms as well really to witness and document what's taking place and then we leverage our findings to encourage politicians to put in place meaningful uh, legislation to better protect the animals that are currently trapped in the system Uh, and then we also work with companies and engage them to, again, kind of raise the bar for the animals that are are currently being used and exploited for uh, human consumption.
0: So, what kind of investigations does animal equality undertake?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a big question um, and a lot to fit in. I feel like we could probably go on for hours talking about all of our different investigations. I think the crux of it is uh, we always focus on farmed animals um, and always are looking for uh either slaughterhouses or, or factory farms, but trying to find something that perhaps hasn't been seen before or really to show consumers what's really going on so that they're informed that they can make compassionate food choices. Uh, so for example, uh, last year in the UK we released uh, a first of its kind investigation into a Scottish salmon slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. So it had never been done before in the UK that somebody had actually worked within a slaughterhouse. And so it meant that we were able to capture these really close-up images of what was actually taking place on the ground. And of course, it's a far cry from what we're told by these companies Mm -hmm. and by the accreditation schemes. So what we actually did find was that although they had invested millions of pounds in a stun-kill machine, it wasn't working properly Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Um, And that meant that a significant number of salmon were coming out of that machine still conscious and that was verified by a number of experts as well and so it meant many of them were being handled which is incredibly painful they've got these receptors on their body and it means that they're really delicate animals that are being touched a lot they were then being hit by uh, a baton which is also called a priest Um, as some some of them as many as seven times before they were eventually stunned and some of them were having their gills cut while they were still conscious and alive others were falling to the floor because the, the kill line is so speedy that it's just, you know, a rush to try and get them all through in time. And so we were able to uncover that, release that publicly. And it's actually, you know, had, it sent shockwaves around the UK and the world, really, because I think there's this concept that Scottish salmon is synonymous with um, high welfare and the animals somehow being treated kindly in an abattoir. And actually, we were able to show that that's completely untrue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very bloody I think it helps to encourage the conversation towards seeing fish and other aquatic animals as um, beings that are sentient and we know the science does show that and so we've actually been able to now already encourage the Scottish government to put in place uh, welfare inspections um, which are now mandatory and they weren't before which again I think is mind boggling Mm -hmm. that this is a multi-billion pound industry famous all around the world and yet having no mandatory welfare inspections until now uh, so that's one example uh, another one from last year which uh, was a, again a particularly big one for us was we went into um, a png slay farm uh, in scotland and it's a pig farm uh, and ironically uh, it's actually owned by a very senior pig industry figure so this guy has been government appointed or was at the time um, to hold the role uh, of being let me get it right, the chair of the standard setting committee for quality meat Scotland, which is a big, big assurance scheme for farms in Scotland. And yet, what did we find? Illegality and abuse, Mm. uh, of course. And so there was the worker who was hitting and hammering the pigs to death. Uh, They were routinely tail docking and clipping the teeth of the piglets. Um, And it's, yeah, I mean, we go into so many farms all the time. And just in the past decade, in the UK alone, we've been into over 40 facilities. Mm. And on every single one, we find prolonged animal suffering, um, or illegality taking place. And I think actually, and I'm sure you'll, you'll agree, given the great work that you do, too. What I find most damning and shocking a lot of the time is actually not the deliberate abuse, because of course, that's disgraceful, but everybody knows about that. Mm. But what is most Concerning to us is actually the very disturbing standard, like industry practices that are taking place that are actually legal. I think Mm. many people are not aware of that, and that's what we really want to to break through, cut through that noise, and make sure that people, uh, you know, that we're we're pulling the curtain on this extremely cruel industry that's responsible for billions of animals dying every single year.
0: Hmm. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. There's it's it's always. Quite shocking to see deliberate, I guess, callous acts of cruelty. But as you say, when you see those regular industry standards or uh, industry behaviour, it's even more upsetting because um, it's just business as usual, isn't it? Yeah. Recently, you contributed undercover footage to BBC Panorama for a documentary about... Uh, the dairy industry. When it was being aired in the UK, um, it would have been probably very early morning here. And even we were seeing comments <laughs> appear on our Twitter feeds because it was, it was, it was generating so much discourse on Twitter that it was, it was, we were waking up in the morning. It's like, what on earth is going on in the UK? And then quickly figured out it was this documentary. Uh, could you tell us about what this investigation found?
1: Well, I'm I'm very proud and I'm pleased to hear that it made it uh, as far as, as you and made it over the pond. Uh, well, basically, um, we I think one thing that's important to mention, actually, is that sometimes we do go into farms because we've had whistleblowers reach out to us. But actually, a lot of the time we do just pick randomly. and I think that's quite telling. And again, you it makes most sense to now know that when you then find out what we found, because uh, you wouldn't we weren't going in there looking for deliberate cruelty deliberate abuse in fact we actually wanted to simply uncover those standard industry practices we were looking into a dairy farm called maddox farm um, in wales and we were hoping to simply uh film the part and parcel industry standards uh, you know how the dairy industry operates we were looking to film cow and calf separation primarily however what we found was extremely disturbing so This is a farm that holds around 650 cows and their calves as well. Um, So a medium-sized farm, pretty representative of uh, UK intensive uh, farming. And what we found was that they were um, kicking cows in the udder. They were punching them in the face. Uh, In a few instances, they had this incredibly sharp shovel that they hit them with. Um, They were also using a hip hoist to lift them by their very fragile hips, completely off the ground. Um, to move them to to other spaces and then we also found a couple of instances where they were deliberately leaving animals who were in absolute agony and a vet had already said that they were in serious pain, one of whom had had um, a calf die within her and we knew they were not going to make it um, to the morning and yet they decided not to euthanise those animals and put them out of their misery instead they left them to suffer and one of them didn't make it until the next day Uh, And it appeared as though that may have been a decision based on trying to save uh, costs, essentially, because the vet himself even said, this is one of those farms that likes to save money. So, you know, the the findings were horrific, really. We did then also film what we expected to, which was the cow and calf separation. So uh, them being... Uh, separated within hours of being born and that also made it into the documentary as well which I was really pleased about Mm. because I think it is important to shine a light on the cruelty but as I say I think it's equally so to really make sure that people know this isn't one bad farm, it's not one rotten worker as the industry loves to tell us but actually uh, many of the practices that were taking place on the farm are practices that we see all around the world particularly Mm. when it comes to uh, you know artificially impregnating them and separating them from
0: their young mm. yeah it's it's i mean an ongoing conversation in new zealand um the 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 calf separation and, and' as you've just described it's it's industry practice and to a certain extent it's necessary to gather the milk isn't it which is um yeah shining a light on that is important um just as much as it is shining a light on those cruel aspects that you are that you were able to record
1: yeah and i think as well you know it was done deliberately by us as a, a strategy but uh this was the first time that i pitched any of our footage to a program like panorama and really mm-hmm. we were shooting for the stars i have to admit wasn't really sure we were going to get a response and i was pleasantly surprised that we did mm-hmm. and i think the reason it did work so well for us was that it is dairy and there's no denying that that is and abhorrent practice, mm. and there's also no denying that it takes place on every single one of the eight thousand dairy facilities that exist in the UK. Whether it's a small holding, or it's organic certified, or it's an intensive farm, there's no getting around it. And one thing that I did find particularly interesting was that they um they actually interviewed a representative, a very senior representative from the National Farmers Union, as part of the program, and she just had no explanation for it. She had no no excuse, really, because we all know that that is a a sad and heartbreaking practice that's taking place, and afterwards she wrote on Twitter that you can't defend the indefensible, and so you know they they kind of were weaving their own web for us i didn't I had to just simply sit back and watch it unfold, really, wow. and as you say, I think the public just took to Twitter and it just caused an absolute yeah. storm,
0: yeah 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 uh, what kind of backlash has? Animal quality faced from the dairy industry as a result of this investigation. I mean, Safe has had similar exposes in the past that have have been broadcast on national television, and 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 we got a lot of you know backlash from that. Have you had any? Yeah, what has the response been from industry as a result of this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure exactly as you encounter. We're used to it by now. I've developed quite a thick skin for this stuff. I could pretty much write what they're going to say to us in advance mm. because there's just a playbook that they use. There's always these tactics to distract and detract from the issue. Um, it's always the line of, it's one bad farm, it's one bad worker. Uh, you know, Don't uh, imply that this is the same for all of us. Uh, there's always the favourite of it's been edited with an agenda in mind. You awful vegan activists want to make us look bad. But actually, it's simply not the case. The footage speaks for itself. And so I do, I do think that it's pretty clear to consumers that these are very, very weak arguments. We did mm-hmm. see some, um, again, expected uh, but quite funny Daily Mail articles with the headlines of fury. Uh, farmers are very unhappy that this one bad farm has been targeted in that way. Um, but for the most part, I have to say, I think that they were drowned out by the fact that the public just took to it so strongly. Mm. Um, and as you say on, on Twitter, it just went wild. We saw that uh, the hashtags Panorama and Go vegan, in fact, um, were trending for hours if not days afterwards mm. i have to say as optimistic as i am i never expected to see that this would prompt a hashtag yeah. saying go vegan to to start trending mm. i think that does just show firstly that the public are not aware but secondly that when they are aware they are horrified by it mm. and it is disturbing and they know that so yeah i'm really uh it's very promising to see so many people saying they're going to ditch dairy off the back of that.
0: We've talked a little bit about the, I guess, the, the expected backlash that you might get from um, certain players, but have you had any sort of high level backlash? Have you had, you know, have have as the industry tries to take legal action, for example?
1: Um, no, actually, yeah. no. And again, I, I think perhaps because. They know that they're cornered yeah. on this. Um, I hope that I'm not jinxing it and that yeah, we're sure not going to get a long letter in the post <laughs> from a lawyer today. Um, but no, actually, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's, that's the case. And I, I'm not expecting it to be mm. either. If anything, uh, actually, the table will be turned and we are going to be p- pushing for a prosecution. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think what's also important is not, you know, trying to get one bad worker uh, to be convicted of cruelty mm. but actually to really try and pin down the owner is responsible mm. the farm as a whole uh, has a, a an essentially a duty of care to mm. these animals if they are going to be exploiting them in that way um, and to make sure that we take this opportunity because while a conviction of cruelty towards the farm is not going to you know bring back animals who will brutally beaten. What it does do is send an extremely loud message to the Mm. industry that it won't be tolerated and that there are legal standards that we expect them to adhere to Mm. at the very least.
0: Broadly speaking what is the process when you find evidence of animal mistreatment or neglect during one of your investigations? Is it something you would report to the authorities?
1: Yes, absolutely. So we Mm. take it very seriously actually to make sure that we're using the full force of the law and so. Even if we're not finding deliberate cruelty of this kind, we do very typically find some form of illegality, whether that's mm. you know routine tail docking or routine um, beak trimming, as they like to call it, uh, which hasn't been verified by a vet, for example. So what we do is we go through all of the footage and then we work very closely with legal experts. We're very fortunate in the UK to have uh, one particular firm called Advocates for Animals, who um, are solely there to provide uh, legal guidance Mm. for animal protection groups so we lean on them quite heavily they're pretty much Mm. an extension of the animal quality family Um, and they helped us to write uh, a complaint letter that we've now submitted to Mm. um, the local authorities who are responsible for a prosecution and then we work very closely with them to make sure that uh, they're also not going to drop the ball on this and that they do actually follow through to make sure that there is some sort of ramification for mm. the abuse that we've found
0: well look abigail it's been fabulous to talk to you and um from all the way from over here in aotearoa we appreciate the work that you do congratulations on the documentary it was it made a huge impact um not only on twitter but um obviously much more broadly than that um yeah we appreciate the work that you do
1: likewise thank you it's been such a pleasure i really appreciate you having me on Thank
0: you for listening to Animal Matters. This podcast is brought to you by Safe for Animals, Aotearoa's leading animal rights organisation, and produced by myself, Will Appleby. Make sure you subscribe to stay across Animal Matters on whatever your favourite podcast platform is. If you're listening on Apple, please leave a rating as it helps other listeners to find the show. Until next time, Matewa.